From Inside United to the Cubic Report, this is Victor Cubic with Episode 1, June 2nd, 2022. My partner, wife, is with me right now, and she'll be talking with us today as well. She's been a significant part of my work for 40 years. She is president and chairman of the board of LifeNets, a charity that we have been running for for 23 years. Hello, Bev. Good morning. Um, Greetings to everyone out there in podcast land. Nearly every day, my husband connects with friends in Ukraine. He's able to do that because he does speak that language and he's able to communicate with them. This morning, June 2nd, Vic had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Pasichnik, or Dr. P as we call him. I would like Victor to share that conversation with all of you. Dr. Pasichnik is a um, pediatrician at the Rehabilitation Center in Chernihiv. He cares deeply for the children of the city who have been traumatized by the war in Ukraine. Vic, would you share some of the conversation that you had this morning with Dr. P? Well, I've known Dr. P for a long time. Today's conversation really touched me because the city of Chernihiv has been one that's been greatly destroyed by the Russians. It's located only about 15 miles from the Russian border on the northern part of Ukraine. And the Russians came in and destroyed about 70% of the city. The rehabilitation center that he runs, actually, he is the director and founder of a very, very amazing center for rehabilitating children, which was from Chernobyl, which is 30 miles due uh, west of Chernihiv. And he told me about some of the trauma that children are going through. We've been helping him with uh, various items here during these last three months of, of the war. But today he told me that the children are going through extreme psychological trauma. And the thing that really struck him is some of the things that the kids are imitating. Their play outside is shooting one another with, with imaginary rifles. It's hiding away from tanks and bombing and, and, and protection. I mean, they're, they're mimicking what they see outside of them. And this behavior, this imitation behavior is, is being reinforced. And he said, these children really do need help. And one thing that he's asked me, this was last week, is that if we could have some of these children go to a safer area, if we could bus these children to a safer part of Ukraine or perhaps to countries you know, adjoining Ukraine, where they can go to a camp or to go to a more relaxed atmosphere and just get away from just all the talk of the war and all those things that have just been so much a part of their psyche. This conversation really, really struck me. Because right now, we have had people at West, uh, in the western part of Ukraine, who have been helping refugees. And the western part of the country has been relatively safe from the actual hot war that's been going on in central Ukraine, and especially in the far eastern part of Ukraine. So in the West, they have been taking refugees in. And these are people who we have also worked with for a long, long time, since 1991 or so. These are Sabbath-keeping Christians that we have had a relationship with, and they've been helping refugees. We've been helping them supply food for the many hundreds of thousands of refugees streaming in. But anyway, let me just ask you: Are you trying to connect these two in some way so that they can help the children in the Chernihiv area, Dr. P's children, and the ones that he is familiar with in his city? Absolutely. This actually, this initiative actually came from Dr. P, Dr. Pasichnik. 
where he called me and said, what about your, your friends in the West? Can they help us out? And so what, what would he like What would he like them to do? He would like them to be housed. And I said, for how long and what would they do? He said, well, a month would be fine. It'd be months now during summertime, you know, when they're out of school. And just where they could have some activities, like a makeshift camp, uh, in a way. So a camp uh, that would need some organization and so on. So have you uh, spoken with the Sabbatarians about that to see if they could possibly help in this way? Yes, they have been actually quite enthusiastic or quite willing to help because they've helped out the refugees coming through. But now that stem, that that flood has been slowed down. And actually, they've used their church as kind of a makeshift uh, shelter for these refugees. And now, since they're not used for that, these refugees have just gone on west to other countries, they can be used for the kids. And so what needs to be done in preparation? Well, we told them that, you know, what we can do is to help finance the transportation costs, food costs, that type of thing. But they have a lot of people there who could organize this because we have run a children's camp in western Ukraine for about five years. And there are people who know how to do these things. They're they're, they're proficient in working with children. And they said that they would organize it. So when will this start? What what will be the, the next step? Well, I talked to these people today, actually, in western Ukraine, and they said that um, they have gone to the government, and the government says before they can start that, they have to be certified. <laughs> the certification involves knowing that they have a place to sleep, that there's food prepared for them, that there's sanitary laws that are followed, and they have to have somebody from the government in the next week or two who will come there and say, yes, it's okay to have it. So it sounds like they need our prayers to speed up this process then with the government approval so that so that these children can be moved soon to a camp where they can actually connect with a safer area. That's exactly what needs to be done. Interestingly, Dr. Pasichnik said that the city of Chernihiv, a city of about 300,000 people, 200,000 people have left. I mean, there's only 100,000 people left. And he said the children who are there, there's no activities for them. The only activities, he said, in the whole city are at his rehabilitation center. And I know that rehabilitation center is nearby, and I truly believe that God has protected it because it is fairly close to the city of Chernihiv. What, about two miles or so outside? It's, it's, it's about, <clears throat> I would say, two miles from the city center, which was totally bombed. And yet it has not been bombed. They have gotten their electricity back. They're able to function again uh, in in uh, a safe way at the moment. So they need our prayers, but also these children need a break from the trauma that they've been suffering. So in our prayers, let's let's uh, ask that this can be done. Uh, thankfully, many of you have contributed to the Ukrainian cause through LifeNets. And because of that, we do have the money to finance this. We just need to get things set into place. Right, Dr. Bozerdik is not only working with us, He's working with some of his friends that have been supporters in the United Kingdom, and we told them that we would try to find other supporters as well to provide venues for children coming and having a place just to relax. So hopefully through our prayers and through God's intervention, uh, we can get this into process. Uh, Bev, I always like talking to you because you're always so solution-oriented. <laughs> I like to talk around the subject. And Bev is one who immediately goes right to finding immediate solutions. But that's what we're working at. 
uh, right now. We're trying to find uh, ways for this camp to be able to start up. Where Chernihiv is located, it's about 400 miles, I'll say four to 500 miles uh, to the east of this area of Western Ukraine. So we're hoping to get buses, you know, to take children there. But the city officials have been very, very impressed with Dr. Pasadzhnik's work. He's had the president of Ukraine visit at the center. He's had UNICEF. You know, he's had you know others who have really applauded it. By the way, you can find out more about the work that Dr. P does on our website, lifenets.org forward slash Chernobyl. Lifenets.org. In fact. Much of what we're talking about here today, you can find out on our website. So I appreciate talking with you. And uh, we do care deeply for the children. We have ourselves been able to visit there more than once. And uh, we know that, that this is a very noble cause. Well, thank you, Bev. Uh, Bev has been such the big heart of the entire LifeNets organization and the business part of the LifeNets organization. We want to thank you for all the donations that have been given. If you go to our LifeNets website, the very first page of our website leads you to all the stories about what's happening in Ukraine. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this first episode of The Cubic Report. Tell your friends about our podcast. We hope to be able to develop this uh, more. With We have guests that uh, I've spoken to, people who have offered to come on here, giving advice and help with psychology giving help with mental health and uh, many, many other subjects. So thank you for joining us. Come back soon for more.